0: Hello and welcome to life after child loss of parents grief. I'm Angela your host. On today's episode we'll talk about understanding and dealing with your grief. I want to first go over the uh, stages of grief. Some say list five, some list seven. Um, shock and denial, guilt, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I listed all of them because you'll go through each of them there's no certain um, way that you'll deal with them there's no particular order that you'll go through them. some you'll experience uh, all you'll experience more than once and um, it's it's inherently important that uh, you deal with each stage while you're, while you're grieving I want to first say to you um, allow yourself to mourn your child has died you are now faced with the difficult but important need to mourn mourning is the open expression of your thoughts and feelings regarding, regarding the death of your child and an essential part of healing With the death of your child, your hopes, your dreams, and plans for the future are turned upside down. You are beginning a journey that is often frightening, painful, and overwhelming. The death of a child results in the most profound bereavement. In fact, sometimes your feelings of grief may be so intense that you do not understand what is happening. And this episode today will help you move toward healing in your personal grief experience there's no rush to this it's going to last as long as as it lasts my prayer for everyone out there is that one that you grieve that you mourn you take that time Um, whenever it happens no matter how long it's been um, it does not matter grieve grieve mourn the loss of your child Um, to find healthy ways of dealing with your grief there's no right or wrong way there are some unhealthy ways but you have to know yourself and so I'm not gonna harp on all of that um, in whatever way you choose to deal with it my prayer is still that you come out stronger and better than you went in. This is a journey that no, none of us ask for. So therefore, how you deal with it, as long as you deal with it, that's what matters the most to me. That's what should matter to those around you, those who are helping you, supporting you in getting through this. You also have to remember that, realize that your grief is unique. And it, I mean, even with among us parents together, all of us, all of our grief is unique. The unique child you loved and cared for so deeply has passed away. No one, including your spouse, significant other, will grieve in exactly the same way you do. Your grief journey will be influenced not only by the relationship you have with your child but also the circumstances surrounding the death. Your emotional support system and your cultural and religious background also plays a huge part in it. And as a result, you will grieve in your own unique way. Don't try to compare your experience with that of others or adopt assumptions about just how long your grief should last take it one day at a time and grieve at your own pace and even in that that can be difficult Um, because before you get to the one day at a time you get from you trying to get from moment to moment second to second minute to minute and so on and so forth because You can be walking or going along with your day doing what you feel like is okay. And in a blink of an eye, it will hit you. It could be a smell. It could be a sound. It could be food. It could be anything. Uh, You see the clothes and a boulder of bricks just comes down on you. And, And it happens. And it's okay. You could be months and years on down the road with this grief and that it'll still feel like it just happened today and that's okay the important thing is for you to deal with it don't act like it didn't happen don't because those of those people that are around you that your support system when they are truly your support system and they love and care for you, they'll be there and they'll they'll listen. They're going to be there to listen to you and understand that this is your journey. We all have our own journeys. And that's what makes it so unique. Because we'll all go down different paths. I, I can share with you the different paths that I went down. Um, I tried the drugs and alcohol and which leads me to my next um, focus is allow yourself to feel numb there's a numbness that comes over you when you get the news or you're there or whatever however it happens there's a numbness that comes over you and it's hard to explain um but it happens, and you you get to a point where you just want to feel numb because your mind you're already your mind is scrambled, your heart is broken, it's, it's shattered. Let me say that your heart is shattered, and your soul feels like it's dying within you. And the next best thing is to be numb, and I tried that with the alcohol wanting to just be numb I didn't want to feel what I was feeling and my experience if I'm to share my experience with that it wasn't that um, it it wasn't healthy I can't say that it was not healthy but for me in those moments that's what I felt like I needed and one particular day and i've shared this with countless people um one particular day i had drank so much and i knew that when i stood up i would fall this particular day i did i stood up and i didn't move i didn't stumble or anything and that's the day fell to my knees and I surrendered to God or at least I thought I was surrendering to God because like I said, some days you, you'll feel like you're okay and you've accepted it and you keep telling yourself that over and over again and at any given moment, something will happen, you'll see something, you think of something or whatever and it hits you again, your reality hits you again, and you find yourself going back two more steps. So, <clears throat> excuse me. At the end of the day, feeling dazed or numb when your child dies may it, it is a, a part of your early grief experience. You feel as a world as if the world has suddenly come to a halt, then your world stops. The moment Someone tells you, or you see, or however your child is gone, your world stops. And the numbness serves as a valuable purpose. It gives your emotions time to catch up with with what your mind has told you. Your mind knows your heart hasn't accepted it. You may feel like you're in a dream-like state and that you will wake up and none of this will be true. The feelings of numbness and disbelief help insulate you from the reality of the death until you are more able to tolerate what you don't want to believe. And that those things, all of that is so normal. Because now you're, you're, in a, you're having to embrace a new normal. Everything is just different, and, and now you have to figure out a way of going on, regardless. And even when, and for, for so many, every day, a child's name, someone's child's name is added to a list. Every day, a parent's, parents names are added to a list of bereaved parents and deceased children. So, with that, like I said, this is a new normal for everyone. Doing this is a new normal for me. The next thing is uh, that, um, and I've read this over and over again that this death is out of order. Because the more natural order is for parents to perceive their children in death. And you must readapt to a new and seemingly illogical reality. This shocking reality says that even though you are older and have been the protector and provider, you have survived while your child has not. And that can be so difficult to comprehend. I deal with a chronic back issue uh, and chronic back pain, and for the longest time, and still even now to a degree, I stopped taking any or going taking any medication or going even going to the doctor. I felt like how can I live pain free or want to live pain free and My child is is gone that was the guilt that was part of the guilt and that's also a stage of grief and so I wouldn't go to the doctor I wouldn't take any medicines for my for my pain I felt like it was only fair I guess you could say quote unquote Um, but not only has the death of your child violated nature's way where the young grow up and replace the old but your personal identity is tied to your child and you may feel unimportant and wonder why you couldn't have protected your child from death such thoughts are normal and will naturally soften over time as you explore and express them Um, like I said there's a lot of things that you'll stop that'll go against what's going to be best for you to keep going because this is just, it's out of order. As they say, it's out of order. We're our parents, our children are supposed to bury us. We're not supposed to bury our children. Either way, it's that's either group, either way it's difficult to have to deal with. And, um, all I can say is that don't pretend like it's not happening. Continue to grieve, continue to mourn and get those express those feelings. It, again, it does not matter how long it's been or how short of a time it's been. It is no one can dictate that for you. You can expect to feel a multitude of emotions multitude it can result in a variety of emotions confusion disorganization fear guilt anger for some relief There's just a few emotions sometimes those emotions will follow each other within a short period of time or may occur simultaneously you can't you can't control it as strange as some of these emotions may seem they are normal and and healthy. Allow yourself to learn from these feelings. Don't be surprised if out of nowhere you suddenly experience surges of grief, even at the most unexpected times. These grief attacks can be frightening and leave you feeling overwhelmed. They are, however, a natural response to the death of your child. If, Find someone who understands your feelings and will allow you to talk about them. And if, if when I go back to, um, don't be surprised if out of nowhere they suddenly you suddenly experience surges of grief. I have to share this with you. One Sunday I was on my way to church and I, I left the house feeling fine. And what I may have been a mile away from the house, and all of a sudden, it hit me. By the time I got to church, of course, I'm in tears. My eyes are puffy and swollen because it, it came from nowhere. And I wanted to go back home, and my pastor, he seen me. He just walked up to me. He said, hey, wait a minute. And he took me to the side, and he talked to me, prayed with me and he said just take your time and and get through this leave you alone and let you get through that and I, I remember sitting in one of the offices at the church and I just I was trying to get myself together you know and but my point to that is that it happens we were in the mall one day and I started this is One of the reasons why I started shopping online for um, Corey because I couldn't be in the mall watching other children that were should that would have been my my son's age and um, everybody's happy and you find yourself you can't you can't do this and my anxiety level would rise would elevate and I would just have to take a moment. And you're trying to not make the experience, un, um, what's the word, uh, uncomfortable for others that you're with. And so, I, you, you have to take your time to remove yourself from that uh, situation, and just try to get to pull yourself together. So instead, for me. I just stopped going. I don't want to take any more trips to the mall. I can do it. I have to do it online. And, and that's okay. That's okay. As I said, find someone who understands your feelings and will, will allow you to talk about them. Your support system. There are support groups again, that are out there that are willing to listen. Um, and and help you get through it It, no one can fix you there's no fixing this there's no fixing it be tolerant of your physical and emotional limits your feelings of loss and sadness will probably leave you fatigued Um, your ability to think clearly and make decisions may be impaired and your low level your low energy level may naturally slow you down don't expect yourself to be as available to your surviving children, your spouse, and friends you might as you might otherwise be. Respect what your body and mind are telling you. Nurture yourself. Get daily rest. Eat balanced meals. Lighten your schedule as much as possible. Caring for yourself doesn't mean you are feeling sorry for yourself. It means you are using survival skills. Early on... All of those things I listed and just said early on is going to mean nothing to you. Absolutely nothing. For most, the guilt from still being here while your child is, is gone will keep you from dealing or doing any of those things. Caring for yourself, you'll want to, when you finally are able to just sleep, Or find to get some sleep aid. You'll just want to sleep. Waking up and getting up can be. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. And. When you do. You need to understand that you've reached a milestone. So. But your body. and, And your body can give out. On you. And I, again, I encourage you to um, find healthy ways of dealing with your grief, but do what is necessary for you to deal with your grief. If you need to seek out professional help, seek out professional help. Go to your doctor. Tell them you, want, you haven't been able to sleep. Um, whatever it takes to help you get through it. Whatever it takes. Talk about your grief. And we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll start right there. Hey, welcome back to Life After Child Loss, Parents Grief. Um, To pick up where we left off, talk about your grief. Express your grief openly. When you share your grief outside of yourself, healing occurs. And maybe I shouldn't use the word healing. Mending occurs. Um, Ignoring it won't make it go away. Talking about it can make you feel better. Allow yourself to speak from your heart, not just your head. Doing so doesn't mean you're losing control or going crazy. It's a normal part of your grief journey. Most of us, at times, will feel like you're losing your mind. I remember for uh, several months, I still would fix JorDarian's plate and set it at the table, and it it made me feel I thought I was actually losing it, but that's that was okay. I later found out that that was okay and you'll do that I mean even when you take new pictures and that's part of the guilt as well because eventually you'll start taking pictures with people or with your other children and that one face will be missing and and and, and it makes you feel it'll make you feel some type of way you get in the car everyone's in the car but that one and and uh, It it hurts, it hurts, but it's normal. And again, you're embracing a new normal. Watch out for the cliches. Man, we can dedicate a whole episode to cliches, but we'll just we'll briefly go over a few of them today. Um, Those comments. Some people making attempts to diminish your loss can be extremely painful for you to hear. Comments like, you're being so strong. You're so strong. Are you holding up so well? Uh, time heal all wounds. Uh, think of what you have to be thankful for. You have to be strong for others. Those are not constructive. Uh, it must have been their time let's let's deal with that for a moment um Ecclesiastes 7 and 17 why should you die before your time and I can leave that there but I'm not uh, let's let's talk about that for just a brief moment not all this are because because uh, it was that person's time yes God can stop But because we all have free will, the enemy is out there too. And the enemy has taken some of our children as well, a lot of our children. So to say that, if we could agree to not say that, um, that would be great. Um, Another cliche, God must have needed them in heaven. I won't even go there. Everything happens for a reason. Yes, everything does happen for a reason. That is true. Yet I don't think that's what you need to say to some a parent, especially a parent that is grieving the loss of their child. Please don't. Um yeah, let's not let's not say that. Um and and uh, those comments they're well intended, but you don't have to accept them. You have every right to express your grief. No one has the right to try to take that away from you. And um, a lot of times, like I said, like I've said in another episode, if you don't know what to say, don't say anything. Which leads us to the next. Next topic, uh, developing a support system. That is so, so important. Uh, Reaching out to others and accepting support is often difficult, especially when you hurt so much. But the most compassionate self-action you can do during this time is find a support system of caring friends and relatives who will provide the understanding you need. Seek out those people who encourage you to be yourself and acknowledge your feelings, whatever they are, whatever they are. A support group may be one of the best ways to help yourself. In a group, you can connect with other parents who have experienced the death of a child and be allowed and gently encouraged to talk about your child as much and as often as you like. Sharing the pain won't make it disappear but it can help you with getting through that day um, and and because it can happen the grief can be um, strong at times and it can be um, kind of mellow at other times um, it's helpful and then support can come in different forms for different people. Counseling, support groups, friends, faith. Find what combination works best for you and try to make use of them. Now, I mean, that's the best, um, the best thing for any of us. Embrace your treasure of memories. And gather important Keepsakes. Memories are one of the best legacies that exists after the death of a child. You will always remember. And ex- instead of ignoring those memories, share them with your family and friends. Share those with who are those who are support helping in support, your support system. Keep in mind that the memories can be tinged with both happiness and sadness. If your memories bring laughter, then smile laugh. If they bring sadness, then it's alright to cry. Memories that were made in love, no one can take them away from you anyway. They're your memories. The keepsakes that help treasure your memories. You can create a memory book. Um, Take those photos that you have. Make a collage that represents your child's life. Some people uh, create memory boxes. Um, And you can open that box whenever you feel like it and embrace those special memories. The reality that your child has died does not diminish your need to have those objects. They're a tangible and lasting part of the special relationship you have with your child. Embrace your spirituality. If faith is a part of your life, express it in ways that seem appropriate to you. Allow yourself to be around people who understand and support your religious belief. If you're angry at God because of the death of your child, realize that this feeling is a normal part of your grief journey um, and that. God knows and he does understand. He's not mad at you. He's not mad at you for being angry at him. He's not mad at you for questioning him. Who else are you going to ask? Only he understands your question. We may not understand the answers or accept the answers that he gives us, but it's okay. Find someone to talk to with that won't be critical of whatever thoughts and feelings you need to explore. You may hear someone say with faith you don't need to grieve. Don't believe that. And please if you're out there listening don't say that. Having your personal faith does not insulate you from needing to talk out and explore your thoughts and feelings. To to deny your grief is to invite problems to build up inside of you. Express it But express express your faith, but express your grief as well. Move toward your grief, and eventually your healing or mending will come. To restore your capacity to love, you must grieve when your child dies. You can't heal unless you openly express your grief. Denying your grief will only make it become more confusing and overwhelming. Embrace it with all that you have. And this will come when it comes. Reconciling your grief will not happen quickly. Remember, grief is a process. It's not an event. Be patient and tolerant with yourself, even when others aren't never forget that the death of your child changes your life forever and you won't forget of course but it's not that you won't be happy again it's simply that you will never be exactly the same as you were before your child died and I believe we all know that if we don't accept anything else we we accept that part that our life will never be the same um And we go through it, we deal with it. But you don't have to do any of this alone. Gather the right people around and they'll they'll make themselves known who they are. Um, If you need to seek out professional help, please seek out professional help. Depression is so real in any situation. Depression from this is is real and, and it can be dangerous and I'm encouraging you, you will go through a depression with this and I am encouraging you to seek out professional help when you find that you can't get through it alone. Depression will cause you to isolate yourself from everyone. And it's so dangerous. And, and oftentimes we don't recognize it. We don't recognize when depression happens or is going on. But if you do, please be if you're supporting someone through this, please be there. Pay attention to the signs, the isolation some isolation is not always just the depression but when you see them please be there for them Um, Google the signs of depression that way you're you're aware and again I want to thank you all for your support Um, thank you for joining us, thank you for listening to us today in Christ we find purpose for the pain strength for the struggle and faith for the fight remember you are not alone I love you guys be blessed